Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Angular Air. I'm your host, Justin Schwarzenberger. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Angular for the visual learner. Pretty stoked about this topic. Uh, looking forward to it. So let's get into it. First, we'll say hi to our panelists, and then we'll say hi to our guests and get things rolling. Uh, joining us today, we've got Bonnie. Bonnie, how's it going? It's awesome. I'm super excited about today's guest. I can't imagine why. Well, no, I can imagine why. Totally. We all are. Uh, Mike, what's going on, Mike? I uh, Not too much. How's it going? I, I, I got to give Bonnie credit. She didn't give away the guest or the topic or anything else. So kudos, Bonnie. Nicely done. Can we put that on the calendar, please? Yeah, I think that I mean, might have been the first time. First that time. might be tweet worthy. Right, right. I don't know how you guys put up with me. We might just have, I'm telling you, maybe it has to switch it up and, and like, I'll just introduce you and then you could just introduce our guests and then we'll start introducing everybody else. And I don't know, it'll just be, yeah, it'll be fun. Speaking of our- No, I'm getting better. Do, do you want to introduce our guest? No, no, right. I want you to introduce, you're so I'm good at this. our guest, all right. Our guest today is Samantha Rhodes. Samantha, how's it going? It's going good. Oh, but actually my name is Samantha Brennan. I got adopted. Oh, okay, all right. Samantha Brennan, how's it going? It's going great. I'm very excited to be here. It's it's always kind of weird because we have you on a lot, so it's like I'm introducing <laughs> you, but we we know you, and you know, so it's cool. It's cool. All right, so we're we're talking uh, Angular for the visual learner. You wrote a little blog post a couple couple months ago about this really, really awesome post. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Um, so that was an introduction to the series that I'm working on. about how we got here, how we got up to this point. So it started when I was about eight or nine years old. Pretty much everybody knows this story. My mom grounded me, and the only way I could get ungrounded was to write, no, well, yeah, was to write a website. So I had to make a website, and I did, to get ungrounded. And it was pink, and it had kittens everywhere. And, um, and it was really awesome, and it was all in HTML and CSS, and it was super easy. And I loved it. And then um, fast forward to when I graduated high school, I was writing HTML and CSS. I was getting paid for it, which was super, super awesome. Um, and I got my first job writing HTML and CSS. So I was really good at it because I could see everything on the screen as it happened, which was um, very visual for me. And that was very good. Hey, OK, this is not working for me. Can somebody unmute? Because I feel like I'm just talking to a wall, and it's like really stressing me. You're okay. good. You're good. Some noise. Okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I just feel like I'm talking to like a brick wall. So, okay. You're only talking so, to Mike and Justin. Yeah. <laughs> only Mike and Justin. Cool. I got this. So, I was writing HTML and CSS, and it was super easy, and I loved it. And I got my first job writing TypeScript after I graduated high school. And I was so excited. I thought it was just going to be, you know, a step up from what I was previously doing. But little did I know, it was not. And um, I really, really started struggling when I switched to abstract topics like TypeScript and like everything like that. Uh, it was very abstract, and I really started struggling. My mom, who was working with me on this project, would teach me something almost every day. She'd teach me the same thing every day because I would forget it. And I would just not remember. And it looked like I was being lazy. It really did. 
it seemed like I was being lazy, but I wasn't. I was really, really, really trying, and I was banging my head against a wall because I didn't understand. No matter how hard, no matter how hard I tried, no matter how many different ways my mom explained this to me, it it never made sense to me, and I never got it. And I felt so stupid. I felt so confused all the time. I felt nauseous all the time. It was just not a good situation. So. Um, yeah. Do you think part of that was because when you're writing like HTML and CSS, you would write some of that and then you would see that the result of what you wrote and the changes visually. And then exactly. like TypeScript, a lot of times, like it's calculating stuff behind the scenes. You may not actually see the end result of what it is you're building or writing. Exactly. TypeScript is very abstract and it's not clear. Like a button, you see a button, you know exactly what a button is. But what does ng-if do? Like, what, is, what are these things, what are they doing? Like, what is going on? There's just so much, so it's just all abstract. Well, it's and interesting it, that you bring up ng-if because what ng-if usually does is not show you something, right? <laughs> so it's, it's it's not a good situation for me as a dyslexic. So that's, that's what the big realization was. Um, I was living undiagnosed with dyslexia. And it was really interfering with my day-to-day -day life. And I had no idea. I didn't know what it was. I just knew that when I went to a conference and I'd sit in the front row because I wanted to ex absorb everything. So I'd sit in the front row and everybody around me is understanding and I'm not. And it's, it was the worst feeling ever because everybody around me is just like really getting something from this talk and I'm not. They are speaking a different language and it was really overwhelming all the time. So I went for a week to Fort Worth and I worked with a specialist, a, a uh, dyslexic specialist who essentially taught me how I learn. So she taught me how to process information in a different way and it's called the Davis method. And it, it, it basically, she taught me all about how my brain processes information, which is pretty much all pictures. That's why it's the visual learner, because I think in pictures, I process in pictures, I do everything in my head in pictures. And I didn't even know it. I had no idea that I was doing this. So once I learned how to use that, everything all started making sense. My life just completely changed from basically one week to the next. My life was so different because I learned I use pictures for everything. So now on my flashcards, I'll draw a little picture and I, I absorb the information. And it's such, it, it was huge for me. So. so I, I have a cool question. Um, I think a lot of people probably think about dyslexia. The thought is like, okay, we see things backwards, see words backwards, or, or, or it's, it's very much the kind of word type of a scenario. Like, um, how did that come about that you were able to be diagnosed or identify that that, that is dyslexia, and, and can you tell us more about dyslexia beyond just what it is, right? Okay, I'm gonna try to answer that question because I only heard half of it, because um, you froze, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer what I can. Um, so basically, you wanna know the symptoms of dyslexia, for me personally, because I, I completely agree, dyslexia is a, an umbrella term, very much so. Dyslexia is not pictures, just move, it is, I mean, for some people, because dyslexia is such a broad general term and it means so much. It's a, um, it's, I, I don't have the definition in front of me, but it's basically, if I can summarize this, um, it's a general disorder for reading and writing, basically. And it means so much. Like for me personally, I, I can read something over and over 
over again and it, it just I, i'll just read something it's comprehension i cannot comprehend what i'm reading so i read it over and over again and it just i don't i don't understand what i'm reading so i struggle with comprehension a lot and that's where the visualizing really helped me because the pictures helped me absorb it and that was the the barrier that i was facing was the pictures and i don't i'm not a dyslexia expert i'm a dyslexia expert for my personal dyslexia that's what i know about but for everybody dyslexia could look different which is scary and it's it's very sad but um yeah so yeah i did i answer part yeah, yeah, of yeah. the question no, thank you thank you yep yep okay um what else did I want to talk about? I oh, I had a whole list. Um, okay, so you identified that, or, or you you went and you got some help. You you figured out how, uh, what was working for you, right? Yes, the pictures, which um, I don't want to. Okay, so let's let's uh, go back a little bit and let's talk about what. Um, Mom, do you want to do the cake test with me? So this test is a very good way to showcase a dyslexic and how we process information and how we visualize. So. And this test came from the book, the, day, the Gift of Dyslexia was the book that we read. We were kind of trying to figure out because when this whole process started, I didn't know anything about dyslexia. So the book said to, to find out if this Davis method thing would help you, this is a little test that you can kind of try to do. Um, and I was stumbling through it because I'm not a, a professional, but... Basically, so Sam, what you want to do is you want to hold out your hand like this. And then I want you to picture uh, a piece of cake. I to close my eyes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Close your eyes. See, I'm not a professional. Uh, <laughs> close your eyes and picture a slice of cake. And okay. then uh, what I want you to do is describe to us the slice of cake. Okay. So um, think of a princess. And this is that's that's pretty much what my cake looks like. So there are two layers. There is um, two layers of cake and then three layers of icing. So the cake is very spongy and very pretty and it's a light pink and it looks very airy and fluffy. And the icing on top is like somebody took a rake and like turned it around in circles around the whole cake, but it looks like in a good way, like in a, a good way. It looks very beautiful and elegant and it's light pink and there's a little crust on the top. And um, yeah, that's about it. It's, it's simple, but it's very elegant and beautiful and it's pretty much all pink. What is the shape of it? It's a triangle. Okay, and which direction is it facing? The point is t facing towards you. <laughs> now Martin is hungry. <laughs> okay, so uh, now what I want you to do is I want you to take, like you're looking at it like you're, you're imagining it, even though your eyes are closed, you're imagining it from where your eyes are, right? Yes. Okay, and so now I want you to try something a little weird. I want you to like take your mind's eye and imagine and like now, now, yeah, go out with your finger like and now imagine looking at it from where your finger is. Okay. Now, do you see it? What do you see? I'm looking straight down. Um, there's a triangle and the butt, the large pot part, part is facing towards me and there are um, partial swirls from the uh, rake-like tool that they used. Um, and it it's like swirling, but it's only partially because again, it's it's just one slice of a cake. So that's, that's all I see. Okay, and then what if you put your mind's eye under your hand? 
What do you see? Um, I see my really bad manicure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. Um, I have a ring on my thumb, and my fingers are very close together. And then there's the bottom of the plate, which is it, it's actually chipped right here. I don't know. But, uh, it, yeah, it's it's a circle and it's white. Okay, so I think uh, uh, yeah. you can open your yeah. eyes. Now, in your defense, uh, we're doing home improvement projects this week, and so your manicure is the least of our problems yeah. because you've been working your butt off. But uh, more importantly, uh, according to the cake test, what did we learn from this? Or so, actually, so so according to the book, what if I could say this part, and then you could go take over. The, uh, you were really surprised that day when I, because this is easy for you, right? The whole describing things, because then I said, if you asked me to do that, if you asked me to hold out my hand and describe you a piece of cake, I would have said, it's chocolate and it's square. <laughs> I don't know. So, so number one was we're looking for you going into a lot of detail, visual detail about what the cake looks like is very easy for you to come up with a lot of, because you're visualizing in a lot of detail and you have all these, um, yeah, the details. And then also taking, going out from your mind's eye, looking at it from another angle and seeing it from that side is actually kind of the dyslexia superpower. Right. And it's, it's, I'm not moving the plate, which is probably what a lot of people would do. I'm not moving the plate. The plate stays exactly where it is. The cake stays exactly where it is. But my mind's eye, while my eyes are closed, my mind's eye moves to different locations and I can see it. So I move myself, but the cake, the imaginary cake, stays the exact same. So that's something to keep in mind. You're not moving the plate. You're moving your mind's eye. So, so, you, so this whole visualizing things has always been easy for you. But you didn't know that it's not normal because everybody, you didn't know. And then when I told you that would be hard for me, you were really surprised. Yes, but also um, something that a lot of people can probably relate to. Before I knew that I was dyslexic, I had no idea how to use it. I had no idea how to visualize something like I can now. So like I can now, I, I use this ability all the time. In my everyday life, I use this. I use it in math. I use it when I do anything. But back then, I didn't know, I, I couldn't visualize it because I didn't know how to. I was taught in school one way, how to learn one way. And that's how I was trying to learn. So that's something to also keep in mind. The schools were teaching one way of learning. So I didn't know how to use my gift because I was never taught what it was or how to use it. So is the amount of detail part of that visualization, part of that uh, indication of being dyslexic and part of that um, indication is actually that level yeah. of detail, not so much the ability or well, partially the ability to be able to change that perspective mentally of that visualization, but the, the actual level of detail, how much you see in the little different things. Absolutely. If I visualize my bathroom for you right now, there's a smudge on the mirror that I can very easily like it, it's bothering me right now because I can visualize it in such great detail. But it's so, okay because yeah. you're doing home improvement. Right, right. <laughs> the other thing that I observe because I'm more auditory when I learn is at least that's what I've recognized about myself um, is you're really not a baker. Break like <laughs> pool. Um, yeah, you, you can code for me any day of the week. However, you're not baking anything for me. Yeah, yeah, rake-like tool, something like that. I'm not a baker. You know, uh, one of the things that's interesting about this, yeah, and there's a lot of things that's interesting about this, right? But you talk about uh, the learning model and um, 
what's effective for you. And uh, we talked about this before uh, when we had discussions about like the misdiagnosis and things like that. I think it's, it's really compelling, not just for your case and, and how you learn visually, but in a broader scope, uh, a lot of times we have, especially with younger children and, and kids and stuff like that, um, we assume that, you know, why are they not getting this? Why are they not learning this? Why are they struggling? And, and we uh, you know, associate that with, with different things, with bad attitudes, with, you know, um, lack of attention, lack of respect. And really a lot of that times is, is these underlying things of, of they need to learn different. There's different ways that people consume and, and understand and, and, and digest things. And uh, the more that we can identify these things like this process here, uh, the better we can empower and help you know, these other people, these other children um, to, to be effective in their learning and, and to, you know, understand what actually is going on us as adults and, and, and just in general of, you know, why is somebody not struggling here or there, that sort of thing. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, so um, you mentioned before too, that there's a, there are physical symptoms too, that could be identified. Yes. Talk a little bit about that. Funny story, um, I have these, there's this taco truck down the street from us that I love and it's my favorite taco truck of all time and I eat from it all the time. And when I was doing this TypeScript job after I graduated high school, every time I ate my tacos, I got an upset stomach. And I would, that really made me sad because I loved these tacos but I can't eat them every day if they give me an upset stomach. So what uh, what we learned, hindsight is 2020. So we, uh, we learned that every day while I was eating my tacos, my mom, who just get fit, she gets very excited. She would always teach me something at breakfast because she loves she loves teaching and she would get so excited and she would give me information, you know, and I'm she's all excited and she's teaching me and I'm sitting here and I'm eating my taco and my stomach's starting to hurt and the information is like making my brain really heavy and um and all these things were going on and and that is actually brings me to the perfect part. Thank you, Justin. That was great. So um, what was happening was I was getting disoriented. Literally, my dyslexia was taking on physical symptoms. And every time I, because I was getting so confused, I was getting so behind when she was teaching me this information, I was just not absorbed and I was getting disoriented. And that's because there are trigger words. And a trigger word is, um, it's basically a blank spot in a sentence. So for example, um, clown or pillow, I see very, very easily. I can see that. I have a picture for that. One's creepy and one's soft, and it's. Just, I have pictures for those. And words like pipe or the other pipe or words that I don't have. That the, that was not like an actual plumbing pipe. That's like a the. I, I still don't know the definition for language uh, terms. They, they were very abstract and I don't have a picture for them. You know, I have no picture for what these are. So they're trigger words. And that is what triggered me to become disoriented. So not having a picture for something is where, so my brain would be reading a sentence and it would be the cat jumped. And right there on the, I, that's a trigger word. I'm already triggered. So when I keep going and I say the cat jumped over and now I've got over. Maybe I don't have a picture for over. I've got a picture for cat and jumped, but now I'm adding these trigger words on top of trigger words. And I'm just, it's a whirlwind of downhill, snowball, just disorient town. 
Um, so when I started working, when I, I, I went for a week to Fort Worth and I got home and I had homework. And that homework to make out of clay. So I'd take a word and I'd find its definition and then I'd make a sentence out of that word and I would make that sentence out of clay. So essentially you're going down the grapevine, but you've got the word out of clay. And you see that word working before your eyes. And so if, if, if you had a word, what would it look like? What would it, you know, what would its attitude be? You know, and that is what, that is how I learn. And no school, no teacher ever taught me that. I was, I had, and it, it, yeah, I just, I'm frustrated with the school system, you can tell. But um, yeah, it, yeah, I'm very, yeah, sorry. So I have a question. But I, tell I, us how you feel, sorry. Tell yeah, us how you feel about Kelly Brown. Kelly Brown was the um, was the specialist that I worked with, and she is the most amazing human ever. And um, anybody who can teach me how to, she changed my life completely from one day to the next. Like my self esteem was really the issue. The underlying issue was I felt stupid all the time in every situation. I learned in a different way and they're punishing me for not learning like them. And I didn't understand and they didn't understand. And dyslexia is, it, it means so much and it has so many meanings that it can be so easily missed. And the fact that there's so many different degrees of dyslexia. So somebody can be incredibly dyslexic or just barely dyslexic. And even the barely dyslexic people still struggle with it if it's undiagnosed. But if you know how to use it, it's the most amazing gift. And she gave it to me. So anyway, that's my spiel on that. So, so I have a question. So with the visual aspect and the idea of using your mind's eye to be able to rotate around things uh, and see things from a different perspective, when you were visualizing, you came home and did that exercise with the word and the sentence, did it have to be clay? Does it have to be three-dimensional or would uh, something similar um, be valuable if it was just a two-dimensional drawing? That's a very good question. And the answer is it's it's not a simple one and it's different for everybody. It's the way everybody learns is so different. And that's the coolest part. The coolest part about all of this is every single person has something to contribute because everybody learns differently. Every single person has a different method of how they learn. The best way for them is different. So I can't really, you know, for me, I love 3D and I love seeing it from different angles. And I, I give my people in, in my course, um, little butts because they, you know, they're just, they're little people and it is 3D and um, it's very exciting. But if you have less, a less, uh, a lesser degree maybe of dyslexia than I do, maybe 2D would be perfect for them, you know, because they have le a lesser level or degree of dyslexia. Does that make sense? So for me, I love 3D because I can see the problem or the, I can see it from every angle, which I love, but um, some people might not need that. Yeah, um, I'm sure it helps. I mean, if you're going into the level of detail that you're giving these clay uh, figuring butts, because uh, you like clay butts and you cannot lie, um, <laughs> you have some sort of artistic level to be able to use your hands in that kind of tooling to be able to build that vis visualization for yourself. For me, if I were to try and visualize a cat or jumping or the word over, 
in clay for me, everything would just come out looking like a worm or a snake. So, <laughs> so, so to be able to have the artistic stuff is uh, something that I'm sure is helpful. So I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Justin. It's like, well, man, uh, <laughs> that everything would look like that. Um, but did, when you were talking through that, I'm sure that you the idea of using clay was part of a discovery for you. Um, were there any other mediums that um, your teacher shared that uh, may have been helpful, that may be helpful for other people to consider? For like people who may have the same visual learning uh, challenges that you that you have, that um, may not be artistic. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to visualize a cat, and it looks like a worm. <laughs> so, um, I want to say that most dyslexics, most visual learners, uh, well, maybe not visual learners, but most dyslexics are very artistic. So, if you are dyslexic, chances are you've got the gift of artisticness, artistability. <laughs> so, um, but it still takes practice, right? Oh, definitely. You, I, I can show you my first video and I actually, my mom made me cut them together. because I was having a really bad day and it was going really slowly and I wasn't getting anything done. So she said, cut all of them together. And, see and it, I mean, they were like, these little people were scary looking and now they're like, they have little cute little butts. And so, you know, like they're, they're, they're very, yeah, it, it definitely takes practice for sure. And I was, I did, I had no idea that I was good with clay until I practiced. So, um, oh, also I was, when I was working, when I started doing the videos for my course, for my series, it's actually, we keep saying course, but it's really a series because they're not all coming out at the same time. So it's a series that, um, when I started working on the series, I made, storyboards that was the first thing i did before i made the clay people and that really really was valuable like at that point the drawing for me was not as good as the clay but the drawing really like that and they were just stick figures they weren't even like anything but um, those those storyboards really did a lot for me. And I really understood a lot better, even with stick figures, just seeing them move and seeing the way that they interact. So like um, my first, here's a little teaser. My first episode is the difference between TypeScript and JavaScript. And just seeing how those two interact and knowing that TypeScript is built on top of JavaScript. You see how they interact because it's not, they're not two different languages. They're one on top of the other. So seeing how those two people like interact with each other made me understand that they're not two different languages. They work together. They're on top of each other. If that makes sense. I hope that answered your question a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> I'm doing a good job. Absolutely. Yeah, so you keep mentioning you're talking about this this course and stuff. Well, you're really you're you're trying to bring this stuff that you learn, this model that you learn uh, that you found effective to help people learn Angular in this way, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. I can, yeah, I can go into that. So, which brings me to the topic, the point of why we're all here today, um, which is I am uh, working on this series, Angular for the Visual Learner. So I am taking these um, words that are very confusing for me. And I'm saying, what would this look like? If I saw a method, what would a method look like? What would it do? So like, what is a method and what is a variable? So I'm taking these, well, not me specifically, yes, me specifically, but I'm working with a couple other people um, to help me get these ideas. 
and we are for making everything visually. So um, that's pretty much all there is to it. It's very exciting and it's the first time I've ever been good at something. Like I've never been good at something. Like I'm good at this. And that this is why, this is where I say I would not trade it for anything because making this series is, this is what I was made for, you know? Like this is what the dyslexia, this is what it does and it's mind blowing. And I had no idea this could come out of me, you know? So that sounded a little weird, but anyway. I, I'm very, very excited about it. I, I want to take a clear step back here. So basically what you've done is through through your mom's help initially with figuring out the best way that you learn to help you understand yourself, um, that you've taken that information in, you've digested it, applied it to how you learn to help you learn. And not only that, but now you're taking those learnings and offering them up to other people who may be going through similar struggles that may be watching and listening to this right now to allow yep. them to figure out a way of how to help them learn. So is that pretty accurate? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much exactly what it is because the numbers are, there's some dyslexic organization study that said there are 40 million American adults that are dyslexic and only 2 million know. So that's 38 million American adults undiagnosed that was going through exactly what I was going through. That that's absolutely amazing and hard hard even just to digest that that's the percentages of uh, people who are undiagnosed. Um, but I want to give you credit because that's a huge step to take something very personal to that to you and willing to open up, talk to us about it, and, and then also taking that and helping other people. So kudos to you. Thank you. I want to give kudos to every single person who has talked to me and who has, even at these conferences, because people come up to me after my talks and they say, that was awesome. That was really amazing. And I feel like such a fraud because I'm the dyslexia back then. I had no idea that I was living with dyslexia. And when I would give a talk, I don't even really know what I'm teaching. Like I don't fully grasp what I'm teaching. And so when people come up to me and congratulate me on that, it makes me feel even worse. And now that I got through everything, and now that I am starting to relearn Angular, actually how I learn, I'm starting to digest it, and so I'm starting to become a developer, I wanna say thank you to every single person that has helped me with this, because I've, there's a million times that I would have quit, and the Angular community has truly, that you're the, they're the reason that I'm, you guys are the reason that I did this, and. So every single person that liked my tweet or said something nice about it was the reason that this came out. So I really want to say thank you to everybody. Especially in the beginning, uh, we, we reached out to Justin pretty quick. And also we reached out to Stephen Fluin because I'm not a visual learner. And can you tell him about the first, the, bo the boxes? And I was like trying to teach you visually. We needed, yeah. I, I needed help for that, which is why we brought in Stephen. And then Nathan came along and, Yeah, I think it's a, um, you know, it's something that a lot of us don't tend to speak up about or mention, you know, a lot of us go and I, I know I do this all the time, you know, you, you talk with somebody and they, they discuss a topic and you're kind of like, yeah, okay, cool. And you, you kind of get it a little bit, but you give off the perception that you're understanding it, right? But really internally, you're not, or internally, you could be probably processing it more effectively if it was delivered a different way or, or whatnot, right? Um, so this journey that you've gone on, uh, which is you know so impressive on, on many levels, but it's this ability to self-reflect and uh, self-identify 
um, and learn more about how you operate as a human being, how your mind operates yeah. and how you can, can understand things. And then that empowers you to apply that and, you know, find more success and, and solve these, these challenges and these problems. Right. Um, and it's something that I think that whether you're, whether somebody has dyslexia is not diagnosed with it or, or whether they're just challenged with, with not being able to consume this, this content, um, there's room for uh, this, this realm of a different model of learning that can be effective to many people beyond just that. Right. Especially it's crazy when you think about like a topic like angular, right. Uh, I mean, I could just say dependency injection, right. <laughs> I don't even know, like, how are you going to visually teach that? Right. But, we'll but there's a that. way, right. And it'll right. be great. It'll be amazing. But yeah, that's going to be challenging. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you have. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot. It takes a lot to uh, to make the the storyboards are where it starts, and you have to make the storyboard, and you have to. That's the first initial step. You sit down and you say, "Okay, I've got JavaScript versus TypeScript. How do I show the difference between JavaScript and TypeScript? What does that look like? And if they were people, how would I show?" And it's well, I I could I could show you, I could just show you what it looks like. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Like a little bit of a tease? I like it. Well, how much of a tease? Do you want to just see it? The we, whole got we got 23 minutes left. <laughs> it, okay. Uh, it's a I'm, I'm, Before, I'm before you show it to us, I want you to talk just a little bit about like how long it took you and how long you thought it would take you. Okay. So the actual process of making this video? <laughs> Oh, and before you show us the video, I want you to show us like the, remember when I told you to stitch them all together? And But I just want you to talk a little bit about like how you went through that. And um, is that okay? Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a, it was, it was like it took, it, it's been a month or two that you've been working on this and it's been kind of a long process. Why? Oh yeah. So uh, I started this probably, I think in August was when I started my first video. Uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a second since then. Um, so, so what happened, what funny story, actually, <laughs> not a very funny story now, but I'm glad that we can look back and laugh. So here, here, this is how it was. So I, I decided to just start and that's, uh, that's literally, that was my mindset. You know, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have nobody to help me. I have no, uh, this was the very, very beginning. I had no idea what I was doing. And nobody, I mean, my mom, yeah, she's great, but she doesn't know video editing. She doesn't know dyslexia. She doesn't, like, neither of us do. So I just, okay, anyway, I just started. And I was learning everything the hard way, which was, I think, everything went exactly how it was supposed to go. I don't think anything was wrong. But um, so I learned every single thing the hard way. And I actually have a list. Let's see. I'll read you some of the, some quick things off the list here. It was... It was okay. So, um, you need a non-porous surface for clay. So that was one of them. Um, the people, my people, looked so bad. Lighting is huge. Final Cut Pro is way better than iMovie. You have to film the audio before video. That is the most. So that's another story. So let's let's let's. Yeah, there was a lot. I've got an entire page full of things that I learned the hard way. And, um, and all of these things were great because I learned them, but they were not making for a very good video. Learning everything the hard way, just my video was not looking too good. 
So I got a quick question for you on that. Okay. Uh, how did you find the process of learning this? Like, did you immediately apply some of the new ways that you've learned to learn stuff visually to the process of learning how to do video editing? Or was it because the, the medium itself was a visual thing that, that that was easy for you to pick up? Right. Say that one more time. So like uh, you had to go and, and once you decide you're going to make this course and share and, and help educate other people on the stuff that you've learned, now you're talking about you had to learn the process of creating a course, right? Video mm -hmm. editing, recording, all that stuff. Um, did you find yourself taking the, the things that you learned in terms of how you learn visually and applying that to how you went about learning to do the video editing stuff? Or did it just kind of fall in nice because that is a, a visual medium. So the stuff you're learning has this visual element to it. Absolutely both. It was definitely both because one, um, the whole point of video editing is seeing something come together. That's the entire point. It's seeing something start from nothing and become something else. And I don't know where I was going with that, but um, it's really cool and I love it. And um, video editing, yeah, it's very visual. Uh, I'm really not sure, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know where sorry. I was going. So just you didn't see you didn't feel any type of I mean other than like the the process there's a lot of work to it right there's a lot of things to do yeah. but those things made sense to you in terms of what you yeah. were approaching attacking like slicing yeah. the video up you know bringing in the audio those sort of things kind of clicked with right. you that's the point that's that's where I was going thank you okay so because as a visual person as a dyslexic I see things in my head so if I'm like I want to redo my entire room. I would have a quick picture of what I wanted it to look like. That's so easy for me to see. If I want to change something, that's so easy for me to see what I want it to be. When I plan a talk, I pretty much see the whole talk in my head before I actually do it. That's So that's part of my gift of visualizing is anything. If I want to visualize something, if I want something to change, I see very quickly what I want it to look like. So that's where I was going with that. So when I um, these tools oh, I want it to be ish so it's very easy for me to use these tools in the right way if that makes any sense um, and I also have a lot of experience with Photoshop from when I was like again eight years old my mom loves to get it started early she really taught us those lessons right off the bat um, so I do have a lot of experience with technology like that because my mom is the best mom in the entire world and I love her so much um, so so yeah so there was a second question. Can you clarify which mom? <laughs> Both my moms. Also, can you uh, can you talk a little bit about that one day <clears throat> I came upstairs to check on you and you were like so aggravated, you were in post-processing. And what happened? You got mad at me though, again. You get mad at me sometimes. But, yeah. But it was okay. Well, this was a very frustrating process. It was a good process and it went pretty well and you know, there was a lot to learn there, but it was a it was the, one of the hardest processes I've ever gone through. Um, so that day, a very specific day, and I remember it very well. The lesson I learned that day was you have to film the audio before the video. So that was the lesson, that was that day's lesson. And um, so what happened was I when I just decided to get started, what I did first was the video because I knew exactly I saw it in my head and I knew what I wanted the video to be but I didn't have the audio in my head because I'm not like Mike I'm not an auditory person so the I just said you know what I'll film what I can see in my head first and then I'll add the audio on top of that and that is not 
how it went at all because you know people who actually do video editing i think justin justin you'll know what i'm saying you know like the audio ha is a certain time length and you have to put video with the, the audio and you can't just have a black screen and so you have to have video there so what i was ended up doing was i had all this audio that because there were things that i wanted to say but I had no video to go with that part. So I had to like go back and like try to put something there and it was just not going well and everything looked so bad. So that was the day my mom came upstairs and she was like, how's it going? And I was like, I hate all of this. I've been working on this for two months and I hate it and nothing is going well. And I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know whose grand idea this was, but I hate it. So there's that. And um, that day I threw away everything I had done and started over. Uh, so that's why it took me so long to get the first one ready to go because I I was almost done and then I threw it away and started over. So that was one of the most frustrating days I've ever had. But the lesson I learned that day was how to identify if something needed to be redone. So now if I look at something and I'm like, mm, not going to work, I'm not going to finish the rest of it and then realize that I have to start over. So now I can very, very quickly realize, okay, I just have to start over. So I'm going to start over here instead of working on it for another two weeks and wasting my time. So that was a very important lesson that I had to learn um, for this. So, That's so. kind of huge though. Oh my, it, yeah, that was the biggest lesson I have learned by far through all of this is the ability to recognize when I have to start over and just, this is just not going to work. And I can accept that and start over instead of agonizing about it. So. So I want to comment on that journey real quick. Um, I'm a very visual person as well. And one of the things that I struggle with is I can see things so vividly in my head, right? And I plan something out and see something and just, it creates and boom, it's there. It's blasted very, you know, the detail on your cake, same sort of thing, right? But now I'm ready to implement that and get that out. And it can't come out fast enough. I can't create it and get it out of my head fast enough. Um, do you struggle with that as well? Or is that something that you face as, as you came across this video and you're like, like you mentioned, you could see it. You knew where you wanted to go, the visual stuff, but you just couldn't mechanically make it happen fast enough. Um, you know, is that part of the process that you went through? And, and maybe that's something that a lot of us go through and, and we're faced with, right? So this is my... Um... Angular for the visual learner. Can you see it? There you go. This is my notebook and I write everything down. Everything I think of, as soon as I think about it, the first thing I do is write it down. Because once I start my process, I forget the rest because I get so focused on the beginning now I've got to make it that I forget the rest of it. And it's happened so many times. If I hadn't written down the entire thought, it would be gone. So what I do, the very first thing I do when I have, I don't do it. I write it down because I'm going to forget it. Even if I actually start it, even if I don't forget the thought and I get started on it, once I get started on it, I'm so focused on one part of it that the rest of it, I kind of forget. So I have to write everything down. And even though I'm have to have that. So my writing works together with the visual. But I'm not saying that I'm purely a visual person. I have to write everything down or it gets lost in everything else because there's a lot going on. So I think that's a, yeah, that sounds like a great solution, right? Um, because as you get frustrated with the process, you, you understand that like, okay, the frustration is I can't get it out fast enough, 
but you've got your notes, you've got everything, you know, you, you, you did get it out fast enough by writing it, you got it out of there and, and captured it. And now you just have to put the pieces together. It's very cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have everything written down. I write down everything. Yeah. So we've got about 12 minutes left. I think this is the perfect time to uh, see something. What do can, you think? We, can we jump to one quick question from the chat? Yeah. Yes. So the question was, <laughs> there's one question that was uh, rather specific that I want to kind of generalize. Um, are there, is there any particular topic that you came across that was easier for you to visualize or to generate visu visu visualizations for than others? And just to fill in the detail of where the question started was the visualization of RxJS operators. Is that something that you've played with? And so if you could talk about both of those things. Okay. Um, yes, absolutely. If anybody knows me, have, is, if anybody has seen me at a conference, it's probably talking about animations. Um, big surprise. I talk about animations a lot. Um, that's because you see them on the screen because it's very visual. You can see everything. When you move it, it moves from here to here and it gets bigger or smaller or fades out. You know, you see, you see, I'm talking very fast. You see everything. And that's why I do everything animations because it's visual, and that's the only thing that I could easily visualize. So, yes, there are, and uh, RxJS operators I have not um, done much with, I think. RxJS operators are, are exactly the type of thing that is abstract. Like, that was exactly the problem. That was like a very good NGRX, RxJS, like that is like the definition of abstract. And so the first thing that she's starting with is the vocabulary words, the basic words that experts take for granted that everybody knows, like what's a directive, what's injecting a service. So once she has the vocabulary words, then she can build on that and actually understand everything start to finish. And RxJS operators will definitely. But the thing is, I also wanted to pull in other people from the community because I'm not a visual learner. So I understand Angular, but I understand it in my way. And so we're going to be pulling in people. So if there's, you know, like uh, Stephen Flew and Dominic Elm, Nathan Walker, you have to just say a minute about Nathan Walker because I've been hearing Nathan Walker's name a lot lately. Uh, yeah. Nathan Walker is, uh, I think, just the God's gift to the world. I he, He's helped me so much and he's taught me so much and he's been honestly a mentor. Um, so I'm really lucky to have him because he, he really has taught me so much about video, video editing and he did some um, claymation in college, so he had already gone through most of that. So all of my lessons that I was so excited to have learned, he was like, yeah, so, like, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a beginner, so he, he has a lot of um, wisdom. And so does Justin. Justin has a lot of wisdom. So, yeah. Okay, a so lot show Oh, you want to see it now? Now are we ready? Well, it's time. Are you going to show us the the uh, the first version first, and then the final version? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you're not going to be too impressed by the first version. We're already impressed with you. Sam. Okay, so th this is uh, a, a training on teaching us uh, TypeScript, right? Yes, and I'm going to show you the um, the first one, which is the one that I threw away and started over on. Uh, so I'm going to show you that one first, and then I can I. Do you want to see the the original version, the original, the finished version? Do you want to see the finished version after that? I want to see the 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 stitch where you start. But when you first started, the beginning of claymation was not Angular. You started with your homework from it was just basic words like also and under and things like that. But but that was like your where you first started practicing claymation. 
So you want to see the stitched first one together first? Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to see the outtakes before the uh, final product. We'll I, I want to we'll see the backwards. final product first and then the outtakes. But that's but, just me. Well, well no, I think I think it goes along with her journey of um, where her journey. Yeah, it's taken. part of the journey the, because the journey itself was really important. Plus, it's like a minute long, so it's okay. Okay, so here it is. Okay, right. so I'm gonna make it full screen, and it's gonna get started. So there's no video, there's no uh, audio on this one. These are just my little people. This is the very first one. The very first. This was the day that we got the iPhone app for uh, stop motion video. And you find little things in here that are so funny. Like when number one hits number two and knocks off and then number two gets mad. Watch. Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> and this one, so this is the whole like process from when I started to when I kind of started what I was doing, understood what I was doing. And this one sideways for some reason. But um. That's when I transitioned. I, I realized my little people were so ugly. See the little butt on the green one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here it is. So this is where I learned a lot about. Um, this is the more recent one. <laughs> and really weird with no audio but okay okay let's stop that okay so that was the uh the cut of you know kind of the beginning that showed more process the process of everything um so now i will show the first one i don't wait think uh you're if you have your bluetooth on i don't think that we're going to hear the audio no i don't i don't have bluetooth i'm fine okay but i think i just want to show the original one because you know i spent a lot of time on the on or i mean the final one because i spent a lot of time on the final one and i want to show that that's what i'm proud of okay okay let's just skip over the trashed one because it's there's no point we're past that we've evolved since then yeah okay so can i have a drum roll please after oh. I began to relearn Angular in a visual way, which I talk more about in an article linked in the description below. I was off to start from the very beginning. Welcome to the first episode of Angular for the Visual Learner, where we will be going over the difference between TypeScript and JavaScript. Here are the backend kids, PHP, C Sharp, and Java. They're an elite basketball team that can handle pretty much anything you throw at them. JavaScript watched them for a long time, but JavaScript wasn't powerful enough to be on their team. JavaScript could handle things like mouse overs, button events, or drop-down menus, but the back-end kids could do way more. In 2011, Node.js was introduced. Node helped JavaScript handle more back-end type stuff, such as generating dynamic page content, creating, opening, reading, writing, deleting, and closing files on the server, collecting form data, adding, deleting, and modifying data in your database. In this scenario, we can imagine Node as a personal trainer for JavaScript. Go JavaScript, you got this. The longer they trained together, the more powerful JavaScript became. More developers were using JavaScript and building larger applications. Larger applications meant that JavaScript needed more structure and rules. And that is how TypeScript was born. In 2012, TypeScript was released. TypeScript is a superset of JavaScript. TypeScript introduced strict typing and a way to catch errors before. Ooh. 
Whoop, what happened? Even saving a file. Sorry, technical difficulties. I don't know what's going on. Um, okay. Well, uh, um, that's disappeared. All of the changes, typing, tooling, so. and structure were part of the TypeScript release. That is the story of how JavaScript evolved into TypeScript. You gotta wait. The best part. So good, so good. There it is. Uh, it just makes me happy. It's so cute. There was a um, code sample in there that disappeared. Uh, I don't know what. Oh. I'm presenting to everyone. There is um there was a code sample that disappeared and I swear it was not like that last time I worked on it, but I've got to fix that. So But we got the gist. We got the gist. You got the gist of it. That's the first episode. TypeScript versus uh, JavaScript. Absolutely love it. Thank you. Um but that could uh, so just to take a step back. So when we're talking about visual representation. It doesn't have to be like a literal representation. It just needs to be some sort of visual association uh, to yeah. the definition for the understanding. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. It has to be some type of, I have to see it somehow. I just have to have a picture for everything. So everything has to have a picture, which is sometimes annoying, but it is how it it's is. It's like some people use mnemonic devices. Like as long as she can remember it. Yeah. Yeah. And you've learned all about video editing in the process of learning about Angular. It definitely. So, how many more do you have? How many storyboards do you have now that you're that you still need to learn, or that you still need to? I have a good amount of storyboards because it takes obviously it takes longer to do the um, it takes longer to make it than it does to make the storyboards. So, I have a lot of storyboards, and I need to get started on them. But do you? Can you give us an, a, an example of some of the topics that you have storyboards for and then like what kind of more advanced topics you want to get into after? Oh yeah, so I've got um, JavaScript versus TypeScript, which is, I just added the uh, thing. So we're ready to what, do that. Just added, what did you do? I just added that uh, missing screenshot there that was just black and it was like really weird. And it was a missing a screenshot that somehow disappeared, but just put it back in. So. It's ready to see the world. Um, but after this, I have, I think I'm going to go into variables, functions, you know, stuff like that, like the basics. And then we're going to build and build. And once we're done with all of the basics, we can get into specifics, which would be RxJS, NGRx, um, NX, or, you know, all kind of, anything, anything. I can make anything visually. So after. Sky's the limit. Yeah, this and I can literally do this for anything. So after I finish the basics, it's basically going to be what do you guys want to see next? So um, that's my plan. Uh, uh, Martin said uh, he if you ever want to like do a video about error handling, he wants to be the voice of Bob the Bug. But by the way, speaking of voices, that uh, Node.js voice sounded. How did you yeah, come up with that? That was a wait. How did I come up with that? Yeah, I. 
I don't, I just thought if anybody, because I knew I couldn't be the, the trainer. So I was like, if anybody was going to be the trainer, if I had to get somebody from the community to motivate me and to get me to keep going, who would it be? And I was like, it'd be Shorty. Aww. So after he wanted to be the, the personal trainer and he was like, yeah. So I was like, okay. And then he sent me like three different versions <laughs> of that. And it was the best thing. It I, I just listen to it sometimes and I just like insert my name with JavaScript and I just listen to it throughout the day and it just really keeps me going, you know. That's the that's the real reason I wanted him to send me that. All right, I just Bonnie, totally you can take over the show. I'm just gonna turn off my video now. You know, watch or anything. So Justin, you have to uh, re-record those with a uh, good job, Sam, so that she can, oh, uh, so she can use those. Okay, so Samantha, um, I hate to do this to you, but you know that's what I'm here for. You said it was ready to see the world. What does that mean? Where? How does the world see it? Where do they well, find I, it? I just realized that um, earlier because we had this whole like big. I was going to publish it during Angular Air, and it was going to be really great. And so I exported it from Final Cut Pro, and I loaded it up and everything. And then while we were watching it, because I'm the smartest person in the world, and I didn't watch it before I got ready to publish it, so I didn't know that it was missing a screenshot. So. Unfortunately, unless I know. Oh, no, no, I, okay. I, you know, this is where you get mad at me, right? But I'm going to jump in here and say, like, you have it so close to, and I know there's a little, but when you're creative, it might not, it, it's, but you can upload an edited version. Let them see it. You want me to push publish? And then right, and then right after the show, you can like, upload uh you could just fix the screenshot and then you can edit it right justin can you edit it after you publish it or is it published forever i don't want to publish something that's not ready i know, yeah, I, 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 know. I, I i agree with her i i think maybe fix that one part of the video watch, watch the video through yourself make sure that you're happy with that and publish but i think the important thing to get as part of this video where would i go if i wanted to okay. watch these videos so where you go is teachable and you can do dyslexics dash untie, not unite, untie. That was my mom's joke, but so <laughs> dyslexics dash untie dot teachable dot com. So teachable dot com, and if you search for Angular for the Visual Learner, or if you search for dyslexics untie or my name or anything like that, uh, it'll come up. And it's and free. For right now, it is free. So the first couple ones, I want to be free, but eventually I do plan to charge just a little bit of money for it, but just a little bit, it's going to be reasonable, but for now it is free. Excellent. And okay, so we'll, you're going to... Real, real quick, Justin will put this as part of the show notes. The link there will be part of the video description, hopefully on YouTube. And I uh, will definitely be tweeting out uh, that link for people to be able to get that. Yay. Or get there. Ooh, for sure. So Absolutely. Sam... Yes. Are you gonna up? Are you gonna publish it like tomorrow or like right after the show? Like as soon as, because it took a while. Like the spinny thing took a really long time to get to ready. So I'm as soon as we drop off, I'm going to wait for it to do its thing, and then I'm gonna publish it. All right. So before you come downstairs, so I'll have high fives waiting for you when you get downstairs. I'm really, 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 really proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, I have asynchronous high fives for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then you you can uh yeah you can just republish the video at any time, and then whoever goes there will get the latest version. So you okay. so you yeah. know if, if you see something you want to tweak or or you know do you, you so I can edit it afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Okay, so I think we should just do it then. I think we should do it. I think I should share yeah. my test publish then. Yeah, if I can do it. Okay, are we ready? Here we go. You see it? Publish lecture? Okay, yeah. now can I get a drum roll? Let's get a drum roll. Lecture saved! It's done! Woo! Congratulations. That's awesome. That's so great. Everybody watching live can see it, but do not judge me. It's missing a screenshot. If anybody comments that, I will blow up. So, <laughs> well, fix it and uh, and then we'll see you downstairs. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Very awesome. Very awesome. Yeah, it's such a great thing. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of help for a lot of people. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your journey. Uh, telling us your story, helping us uh, get a better understanding of things, and uh, I think giving a lot of people hope and excitement. So thank you very much, Sam. I really appreciate all of the support. That means so much to me. So thank everybody for that. Awesome. Excellent. Hey, do we want to do any picks before we wrap up? Anybody have anything they want to plug? I do. I want to plug. Go ahead. You first. Okay. Um, so there's this really cool up-and-coming course called Angular for the Visual Learner. I'd love to plug that. Watch out for that. I would like to plug uh, NGBE, where Samantha and I will be in just a few weeks. And uh, she will be talking about this on stage. And uh, she was pretty stressed about that, but she got to practice on you guys. So that was really good. And Sam, you did awesome. Thank you. That was the longest hour of my life. <laughs> ah, it flew great. by. It flew by. Hey, that, uh, that logo that you got, I like that logo. When are we going to get some stickers? Very soon, finishing the video that I haven't done. But yes, stickers are coming soon. Yes, yes. Yeah, that thing's really cool. Thank Mike, you. did you have any picks that you want to throw out there? I've got no picks this week. Picks are uh, hopefully coming soon though for <laughs> future right. episodes. I'm working on stuff. So all right, all right, all right. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks again. Really appreciate it. Uh, it was awesome. It was awesome to be a part of your first published as well for the course. So that's very cool. Uh, go check it out. Uh, we'll get the link in the comments. And uh, everybody have a good one. And see you next week. Later. <laughs>